If you've ever had the feeling that things were hopeless, hold on. You may feel you're facing an impossible situation, but the Bible says God is able to do far more than we would ever dare to ask or even dream of, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. Now, hope comes from having a purpose. Hope is as essential to your life as air or water, and wonderful changes are going to happen in your life as you begin to live it on purpose. God says, I know what I'm planning for you. I have good plans for you, not plans to hurt you. I will give you a hope and a good future. I'm Rick Warren, and this is Daily Hope. Today on Daily Hope with Rick Warren, we continue in a series called The Invisible War with part four of a message called Set Free From Me. It's taken from the book of Romans. And now, here's Rick. For the spirit that God has given us does not make us fearful or timid. Instead, his spirit fills us with power, love, and Self-control. Now get this. The more controlled you are by the Holy Spirit, the more self-control you're going to have. Now get this. A lot of people are afraid of the Holy Spirit. It's like, I don't want to be filled with the Spirit. Filled with the Spirit, that'll turn me into some nut. I'm going to be some religious fanatic. I'm going to be like some of those people on TV saying, baby. You know, out foul spirit of nicotine, you know. And I'm going to be falling over backwards. And I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to lose control. Actually, it's the exact opposite. The more you have of the Holy Spirit, the more self-controlled you are. In fact, God does not give us, it says, a spirit of fear. So if you are afraid, that's not from God. That fear is not from God. When God's Spirit comes into your life, you're filled with love. I want that. You're filled with power. I want that. You're filled with self-control. I want that. Okay, Holy Spirit, I want all you got. Fill me. It doesn't make me some nutcase. It makes me more human. It makes me more natural. It makes me more loving. It makes me more in self-control. Mastered by the master, I can master anything. Throw it at me. I can handle it. Why? Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So the spirit in me doesn't make me a lunatic or a religious nut. To be filled with the spirit makes me more self-controlled. And believe me, brother, you need more self-control. The more spirit-controlled I am, the more self-controlled I am. Number five. Three more. Let's move these real quickly. The fifth thing we learn from Romans 8 is about the antidote to hopelessness. And that's verses 17 and 18. And and the habit I want you to learn to develop is to focus on the long-term not the short term. Focus on the long term, not the short term. You know, there's a very famous study done by Harvard University, very, very famous study, that found out, that figured out, that the more long term your thinking is, the more successful you're going to be in life. The shorter term your thinking is, the more failure you're going to be in life. 
People who fail at life have short-term thinking. They're only thinking about today. They're only thinking about here and now. They're only thinking about what feels good to me right now. But the longer term you think, the more successful you'll be in life. In fact, the longest term thinkers are those who are most successful in life. Now as a Christian, we can win this one hands down because when we think in terms of long-term thinking, we call it eternity. Because we're not just thinking about life here on this earth. We're not thinking about 40, 50 years ahead. We're thinking about trillions and trillions and trillions of years ahead. And living in light of eternity is the key to being the most successful you could possibly be. Thinking in long term. Now when you think in long term, you're able to handle short term pain a whole lot better. You're able to handle short term losses, short term failures, short term Uh, hindrances because you're thinking long term. Here at Saddleback, we went 15 years without a building. A lot of pastors would have given up not having a building for 15 years. Saddleback grew to over 10,000 people before we built this building. But it didn't bother me because I was thinking long term of spending my entire life as a pastor of one church. So 15 years, so what? That's just 15 years. I was thinking long term. And while you're thinking about today and this week for your life, as your pastor who loves you, I'm always thinking ahead for your life. I'm thinking about what are you going to be at the end of the year? What are you going to be at the end of five years? What are you going to be at the end of ten years? It's called decade of destiny. And that's why I'm thinking about how to help you become all God wants you to be. I'm doing some long-term thinking for your life. I'm going, where do I need to take you so that you'll be what you want to be and what God wants you to be in ten years? Most people aren't thinking that. The whole society teaches you to think short term and we'll look at that when we get to the world. Now, Romans chapter eight, uh, verses 17 and 18, talks about focusing on the long term. And it talks about the promises of God, the next few verses. Since we are his children, we will possess, circle the word will, that's a promise, that's in the future. It's not now, it doesn't say we do possess, we will, it's long term. Since we are his children, we will possess the blessings he keeps for his family. And we will also possess, this is really cool, we will also possess with Christ what God has kept for him. Did you know that? The Bible says that when you get to heaven, you're going to get rewarded, you will be rewarded for how well you did with what you were given. What did you do with your time? What did you do with your money? What did you do with your influence? What did you do with your talents? Your time, your talents, your treasure. This is called the stewardship of life. And God has put stuff in your hands and you're a steward of it. You're gonna be evaluated on that in heaven and your rewards will be based on that. And you're going to be rewarded. But not only that, the Bible says you're going to be rewarded not just for how well a steward you were, you're going to be rewarded for what Jesus did. Did you know that? Look at that verse again. It says, and also we will possess with Christ what God has kept for him. Did you know that the Bible says that in heaven we are going to co-reign with Christ? We're going to be heirs with Christ from the Father. We're going to co-reign with Christ. The easiest way for me to explain that is imagine in heaven this giant theater sign, like a big Vegas sign that's flashing that says, now starring for eternity. 
Jesus Christ, co-starring your name. That's what it means to share in Christ's glory. You're gonna do that in heaven. So you need to focus not on your little pity, petty pain right now, but on the long-term benefits of doing the right thing and sharing in glory forever. Notice it says the rest of that verse, for if we share Christ's suffering, we will also share his glory. I consider that what we suffer at this present time cannot be compared, in other words, to small potatoes, with all the glory that is going to be revealed in us, to us. He's saying, yeah, you know what? It's not always easy living for Christ. It's not always easy doing the right thing. It's not always easy making the moral decision, but the benefit long-term is gonna far outlast the pain. You need to focus long-term, not short-term. Now, practical example, Daniel plan. Daniel plan means you put up with short-term pain in exercise and eating and things like that for long-term benefits, and you don't give up. Same thing with Bible study, same thing with witnessing, same thing with tithing, giving of your money. You put up with short-term pain for long-term benefit. Focus on the long term, not short. If you're focusing all in the short term, there's one word for it. It's foolish. It's foolish. If you're a college student, I beg you to not focus on the here and now, the parties and the fun and all that stuff, but focus on the long term and where you want to be. Number six. The sixth habit is to remind myself that God is good and in control. This is an application of what the Bible teaches in Romans uh, chapter eight. This is how God sets us free from the self-destructive weapon of bitterness. Remind myself that God is good and in control and you need to remind yourself of that over and over and over and over and over every single day. Now I don't have time to get into this but in uh, uh, verses 19 to 25 of Romans chapter eight, Paul describes how sin has damaged the world. If I got into this, the sermon would be twice as long. We don't have time to get into it. So let me just summarize. In verses 19 to 25, Paul says, everything in the world is broken. Everything in the world has lost its original purpose. Everything in the world is suffering. Everything in the world is in pain. And everything in the world is frustrated because sin broke it all down. That's Rick Warren with the final part of the message, Set Free From Me. It's from the series, The Invisible War. Hey, there's more real hope ahead, so please stay tuned. You know, Pastor Rick has served the church locally and nationally for more than 30 years. He's the author of many books, including The Purpose Driven Life. If you've been helped through Rick's ministry, he would love to hear your story. And please tell us how his ministry has made a difference in your life. You can connect with us through the Daily Hope website at rickwarren.org or simply call 1-800-600-5004. More in just a moment when Daily Hope with Rick Warren returns. Why am I alive? Does my life really matter? 
Have you ever asked yourself these questions or ever wondered about the answers? In his newly expanded book, The Purpose Driven Life, What on Earth Am I Here For?, Pastor Rick Warren has updated this best-selling book with 30 additional hours of teaching, including video chapter introductions, audio lessons, and two brand new chapters. And right now, for a gift of any amount to this daily radio ministry, you can get a copy of this new hardback book. Visit us today at rickwarren.org. Once again, here's Rick. In verses 19 to 25, Paul says, everything in the world is broken. Everything in the world has lost its original purpose. Everything in the world is suffering. Everything in the world is in pain. And everything in the world is frustrated because sin broke it all down. Everything is frustrated. In fact, look at this verse on the screen, verse 20. Everything created is subject to frustration, waiting to be liberated, set free from me, waiting to be liberated from its bondage to decay. All of creation groans in pain like childbirth, and we groan inwardly. We're going, oh man, this is tough, this is hard, this is difficult, why is life so hard? says the environment is groaning. I, I think earthquakes and I think you know, uh, hurricanes and I think all the wacky weather. Is the, is the environment groaning because it's broken? And we groan in pain because relationships are broken. And later you're going to find out that the Holy Spirit groans in pain for you. There are three groans in this chapter. Now, he says that the result of living in a broken world is pain and the result of pain is bitterness. And that's a self-destructive weapon. When I look out and I go, he's got a nicer house than I do. She's got a better job than I do. How come her kids are like that? How come my, and you start comparing and you start getting envious and you start getting jealous and then people hurt you and you get bitter and you get uh, uh, grudges and you get resentful. That's a pain that's gonna eat you up. You gotta learn how to deal with that weapon of self-destruction. And the way you do it is remind yourself that God is good and in control. That God is good and in control. The result of living in a broken world is pain and the result of pain is bitterness. And as a result, we get bitter inside and we start getting resentful and we say, life is unfair. Well, yeah, what else is new? Life is unfair, it's because it's broken. But the Bible says in Romans 8 that there are four things you need to remember to get over bitterness. Now listen, pain in your life is not optional, but misery is. Pain in your life is not, you're going to have pain in your life. It's called life. Suffering in your life is not optional. You're going to suffer. Misery is. Moaning is. Optional. Bitterness is optional. And you overcome bitterness by remembering four magnificent truths in Romans 8. Verse 26 and 27 says this. The Holy Spirit is praying for me. You write, write that down. The Holy Spirit is praying for me. That helps me overcome bitterness because no matter what I'm going through, I know God's on my side. He's praying for me. It says here, the Spirit helps us with our weakness. And we don't know how to pray as we should. But the Spirit himself speaks to God for us. Did you see that? God's praying to himself. He's talking to himself about you. He said, how does God talk to himself? Oh, you don't ever do that? 
You talk to yourself all the time. When God talks to himself about you, that's called prayer. Okay, the spirit of God, it says, prays for us and even begs God for us with deep feelings that words cannot explain. God sees what's in our hearts and the spirit speaks to God for his people in the way that God wants. So when you're, no matter what you're going through, the first thing he goes, you know what? Right now, the Holy Spirit is praying for me. That's cool. Second thing, God is using it all for good. That's the second thing I write, remember. God is using everything in my life for good. It's not all good, but he's using it all for good. The next verse says this. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. It's not all good, but God is using it all for good. God is greater than my problems. God is greater than my enemies. God is greater than my critics. And God is using it all for good in my life. Number three, God wants me to succeed. Did you know that? Did you know that God wants you to succeed? He doesn't want you to fail in your life. He wants you to succeed in your life. God is not against you. If you're a Christian, if you're a believer, God is for you. The Bible says in verse 31, so what can we say against such wonderful things, about such wonderful things, all the stuff we've talked about? What do we say about all these wonderful things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Remember, I'm in the family. My father is God. And so God is, wants me to succeed. And finally, number four, God will give me what I need. When I'm feeling blue, and when I'm feeling bitter, I need to remind myself that God is good, he's in control. His spirit is praying for me, he's using everything for good in my life, he wants me to succeed, and he's gonna give me what I need, verse 32. Since God did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't God give us, won't God who gave us Christ give us everything else? Wow. He said, if God loved you enough to let Jesus die on the cross for you, don't you think he loves you enough to help you with your debt? Don't you think he cares enough to help you with your health? Don't you think he cares about you when your face breaks out? There is nothing in your life that God doesn't care about. I threw that one in because it seems so ridiculous. <laughs> there is nothing in your life that God doesn't care about. You got an upset, upset tummy, God cares about it. He knows every hair on your head. God will give me what I need. If God didn't spare his son to solve my biggest problem, everything else is small potatoes. It's all minor to him. There's no big problem in your life. They're all small problems to God. Now finally, we come to the last habit you need to develop. These are all mental habits. You need to take this home, write it down, put it on your windshield of, uh, yeah, windshield, so you can't see it, right? <laughs> put it on your mirror in your, in your bathroom, put it on your refrigerator, put it on your visor in your car, so every day you can remind yourself to practice these seven habits that defeat the habits of self-destruction. And the seventh habit destroys the seventh enemy, which is insecurity. Now the fact is, when you feel insecure, it really messes up your life. And the worst fear that we have 
in insecurity is the rejection. Many of you have experienced rejection. You have felt it from your parents. Why can't you be like your sister or your brother? You felt rejected by kids on the playground and they made fun of you and they made, made up names. You felt rejected by a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Maybe you've been rejected by a spouse. And nothing hurts more than rejection. But one thing I can tell you this is God's never gonna reject you. And the seventh habit is this, trust that God will never stop loving me. Trust that God will never, never stop loving me. I'm in the family, he cannot not love his family. He will never stop loving me. Romans 8, 38 and 39 in the chapter. Now I'm convinced that nothing ever can ever separate us from his love. Death can't, life can't, the angels can't, demons can't. Satan can't separate you from God. Our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow, even the powers of hell can't keep God's love away. Whether we're high above the sky or in the deepest ocean, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. I may lose a lot of things in life, but I'll never lose my salvation. You can't lose it. Because nothing, once you're in God's hand, he's not letting go of you. You may want to let go, but he's not letting go of you. You cannot lose your salvation. That's Rick Warren with Daily Hope. In just a moment, he's going to wrap things up with some crucial comments about dealing with fear. But first, I'd love to tell you about the Daily Hope website, rickwarren.org. Log on there today, and at that site, you can get the entire message you heard today. You can get message notes. You can sign up for Rick's Daily Hope devotional and even access all of Rick's social media links there, too. So log on right now at rickwarren.org. And please don't forget, Rick would love to know how today's lesson or one of his books or another resource has helped you in your walk with Christ. So visit us today at rickwarren.org. Today, we have a special book for you, and it's for a gift of any amount to thank you for your financial support of Daily Hope. It's Rick Warren's New York Times bestselling book, The Purpose Driven Life. As Rick shares in his newly expanded book that when battling the invisible war, your starting place must be with God and His eternal purposes for your life. When you understand your purpose, it leads to healing and empowers you to fight the good fight. So go ahead and give us a call to request your copy of the hardback Purpose Driven Life, What on Earth Am I Here For? today. 1-800-600-5004. Once again, here's Rick. We need to turn our thoughts to God whenever we're afraid. This is how God's Spirit sets us free from the attitude of fear. The Bible says, for the spirit God gives you doesn't make you slaves and cause you to be afraid. Instead, the spirit makes you God's children. And by the spirit's power, we cry out to God, Father, my Father. God's spirit joins himself to our spirits to declare that we are God's children. That's what Romans 8 says in verses 14 to 16. When you're afraid, stop focusing on your fear and start focusing on the Father. Whenever you're afraid, the first thing you need to do is remember this. Whose family are you a part of? 
I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. I'm a child of God. I'm in the family. And families take care of each other. And there's a family protection too. So you can say to your fears, wait a minute. Do you know who my father is? My father is the creator of the universe. My father is God. I'm a child of God. I'm in the family. And God takes care of his kids. Then you can cry out to the father. Father, daddy, please take care of this fear for me. Will you handle this one for me? It's too big for me. And your heavenly father will say, of course, I'll handle it for you. Go back to sleep. You don't have to worry about it. I'll take care of it for you. I hope you've enjoyed this session today. Be sure to join me next time as we continue to look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and listeners like you. 